What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 109 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. You knew it. I say it every single week. You've heard that intro before, or if you haven't, welcome. This is your first time listening. Welcome. Uh, if, if, if you listen a lot, I am sorry for missing the episode last week. You know, got a lot going on. I'm missing, I'm missing episodes every now and then. I know it's not great, but don't worry. The show is not going anywhere. This week's guest is a man you should be familiar with if you've listened to previous episodes. Jacob Younger is back on the show. He hiked the Appalachian Trail. He's done a bunch of stuff in Pennsylvania. We met each other on the Northville Placid Trail, as we discussed in our last episode. And honestly, Jacob and I just have a, a similar vibe. Like, I'm, I, that sounds so generic for like a podcast intro. Like, yeah, man, we have the same vibe. But it, it's true. Like, we, uh, we're pretty similar hikers. We're similar in age. I just feel like we have a lot in common. And I really enjoyed our last episode. And so I invited him back on for a second episode and we we kind of wanted to do like a fun episode um i sound like a bit of an idiot in this one i'm not gonna lie but (laughs) it's all good uh we we spent a lot of time making fun of camp chairs we spent some time talking about mileage goals uh you know how do you find the balance between hiking like too many miles and not having any fun but also like pushing yourself enough that it's rewarding um honestly a conversation that we probably could elaborate on even more and uh, at the end, we talk about Jacob's new podcast. We talk a little bit about his gear company. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of random stuff. It was a really fun episode. I'm very grateful for Jacob taking the time to come back on a second second episode. Um, I think you're going to hear him uh, on a lot more episodes in the future as well. So with that said, if you want to help support the show, Patreon. I know I've been plugging the Trail Tales Patreon for pretty much every episode up until this point, but... I think I'm going to start pushing people towards the Kyle Hates Hiking Patreon so I can just consolidate the Patreons. Um, so check out patreon.com slash Hiking if you want to help support this content. If you want to go above and beyond, that would really, really mean a lot to me. And of course, leave a five-star review for Trail Tales on iTunes or whatever your podcast app is. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to get into it. Here we go. Episode number 109 with Jacob Younger. All right, here we go. Jacob Younger, what's going on, man? Hey, doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. The second Trail Tales episode for Jacob. Let's go. Um, honestly, folks, I'm kind of thinking about starting to just have like a lot more reoccurring guests on the show. I mean, I, I still do have reoccurring guests quite frequently, but, um, I don't know. I always like, I always have the most fun when I'm talking to people I kind of know already and people I know I kind of vibe with and not that I don't like having guests on, I'm still going to have guests on like, or, or let me rephrase it. I'm still going to have people that, you know, aren't reoccurring guests on, but, uh, I don't know. I like doing these fun episodes and this is going to be a fun episode um, that makes it sound like the other episodes aren't fun, and now I'm just kind of getting my f- words all tangled up, um, so I should probably just shut the hell up. Jacob, thank you for coming on again. I'm stoked, and uh, yeah, what you been up to? Um, Not too much. Just been working, um, finalizing some designs for the for the Kickstarter on rigging it. Um, I, got, I started trail running again, so ski season's over, so I've been hitting the local loop. 
that's been awful. So <laughs> trying to get awful? back in shape. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm very I very much lost my lungs because I didn't really run all winter. I was just skiing all the time. So getting back into shape like that. But it's been fun. It's good to get out there. I'm gonna be in the same boat in just a few weeks here. It it it, it started to be spring and then today we got like not a lot of snow, but enough that I'm looking out my window right now and there's like it's mostly white. Um kind of sucks because i was kind of over it but i should get one more day of skiing in this weekend which will be kind of cool so i gotta look on the bright side um but you're you're telling me that skiing doesn't get you in shape for trail running huh no not especially like when (laughs) uh, when someone (laughs) carries you up the mountain um, it's a lot easier turns out yeah i'm gonna be doing the same thing uh getting back into like hiking and trail running very shortly here so um yeah my lungs are probably going to be gone as well but uh you know we'll see we'll see what happens um we're gonna shit on camp chairs today everybody i know that's an abrupt abrupt change of topic there but um jacob apparently also hate we, we honestly haven't really talked about it but apparently jacob also does not like camp chairs and if you if you just listen to trail tales and you don't watch my videos then you might be a little uh caught off guard by that but um I put out a video probably about a month ago. Um, it was like a joke video, like a, a fun video talking about how I don't like to carry camp chairs. Um, I think I've talked about it on the show at various points now, but yeah, Jacob also doesn't like to carry ch- camp chairs and we're going to go through items that we would rather carry than camp chairs. That's the only criteria here. I've got like a little list. Jacob's got a list, I think. And we're just going to do that. Um, I don't know. How much like thought did you put into like these items? Because I literally just jotted maybe in the, over the course of like two minutes, I just jotted down like a few things. And I feel like looking back at them now, they don't really make that much sense at all, but neither does most of the show. So it's whatever. I don't know. How much thought did you put into your list? Um, I had like four or five items. Um yeah, I don't know. I just I the your video on uh, camp chairs was so funny. That's probably my favorite one you've done yet. <laughs> I was dying, so I was I was like, we gotta get on the pod and talk about this. <laughs> were you were you uh, against camp chairs before before you saw that video too? Oh yeah, I remember like. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what friend, I like to hear. Enthusiastic. My friend Tyler that you met, we were hiking the Northfield Placid yeah. Trail when he was first getting into backpacking. He was telling me about this like ultralight in quotes camp chair i was like it's not ultralight because you don't need it so it doesn't even doesn't matter how much it weighs you don't need a chair and i would like always rag on him to like get rid of the camp chair and this was when he had like the atmos and like the synthetic sleeve So he was heavy packing and i would always like that would always be a point of contention i'll be like dude are you bringing that camp chair again um he's he's uh you know he's got the waymark pack now he's got the z light and all that so he's ultralight now he doesn't bring that anymore so he, he ditched the camp chair it's yeah, funny I converted and- him and and obviously like we're it's like this is tongue in cheek folks like I don't actually care if you bring a camp chair but like you know if you're if you try to go ultra life you take that seriously like can't be can't be bringing a, a chair come on come on nature as I might have said in that video or I said in one of my videos it's like nature is your your camp chair um sit on a log like is it that bad you know no. Dude, then there's like you can uh you find like a good like two rocks next to each other, and then you can lean back in that. Ooh, true. Um, you know, I like to lay down like on my foam pad and just like put my head like head on a rock, so like a <laughs> pillow. 
um, or just in the dirt. I mean, you're backpacking, you know, like get out there, enjoy it, be be one with nature. I don't. There's so many places to sit down. Exactly, exactly, and like, <laughs> of course, you know that video is tongue in cheek and everything. But I do like genuinely not like have any desire to bring a camp chair. Um, and people will also say like, oh, well, you at least like want to bring a butt pad, right? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Do you do you have a do you have a butt pad? Do you bring a butt pad? I usually just have um like a foam pad. I usually just rock like the blue Walmart foam pad, and then I have that strapped to the top of my pack. So like if we're stopping for lunch or whatever, I can just quick pop that mm-hmm. out and then use that so that's kind of i never before when i had my i would like do the frameless thing and have the foam pad inside the backpack Mm -hmm. um and i never carried a a pad then i just i don't know yeah it's like i i I have a little bit more sympathy for the sit pad um Mm -hmm. i still don't carry one maybe i will i could see myself maybe carrying one someday i will say up until this past summer um I like on the AT and all my hikes before this past summer. I had a uh, Z Light as my sleeping pad because I was rocking the hammock and I just used that. Um, and so, like during the day, I didn't have the sit pad, but like when I was at camp, at least sometimes I would use it. But even then, I feel like I'd never really used it that much. Like it definitely wasn't a majority of the time. So even when no, I had it at my not. disposal, I really wasn't using it that much anyway. So the f- so so the idea of bringing an entire chair, it's just like. If I don't, if I don't even use the butt pad that often that I was carrying at the time, like why would I, like why would I bring a chair? You know, like I don't know, I don't get it, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, it's, hmm. I don't know, it's, I just feel like people say like, oh, it's for comfort when you're sitting in camp, like it's so much more comfortable, and I, maybe I have to try it, but like I probably won't, but like I just don't <laughs> see how it could be that much more comfortable. Like when you're tired from a day of like hiking. I don't, I don't know. I'm not like picky where I'm flopping down. I'm just like, at least I'm not moving anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I could see it being more comfortable, honestly. Um, Probably. It's, But it's just like, that's not enough to make me like want to want to carry. I don't know. And, and I know the, the two most common things that I got commented on that video and still get commented on various videos now because it's like a whole meme for my channel now is the first one is you've if you sat in one you would change your mind and i'm like you know i haven't sat in one so like i can't completely refute that but i mean you don't know like you don't know that for sure right like i'm not saying like i'm not doubting that they're comfortable i'm sure they're comfortable i just like don't think it's like worth carrying um and then the other thing and this was probably the most common like pushback i got by far was like oh, when you're older, like you're gonna want one, and and I again, I can't like I can't refute that really because like I'm only I'm only 25, but I don't know. I did get a couple people that were like, oh, I'm older and like I I still don't carry one. So so yeah, my I dad, my dad's like almost 60, um, and we we pack back and stuff, and he doesn't bring one, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't know well, if he knows about him though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if he maybe if he does know about him, then he would he would be down. I think well, it, I, I, th- I doubt it because he's no? he's all about the ultralight. Like I mean, he's always looking at his Excel sheet. Like he's oh, gonna have a lighter so pack. He has a homemade Excel sheet that he looks nice. at, and he's like he's dialing his stuff in. So I doubt he would. But that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, it all kind of comes down to hiking style because and this is perfectly obvious for everybody I know. But it's like if your if your hiking style is just like super chill, 
and you're spending a lot of time in camp. And this could this could be broadened even out into the entire discussion of like ultralight versus traditional backpacking in the first place. Um, but like if you're if you're just chilling, if you're only hiking a few miles or or just you know not hiking to the point where you're like completely dead at the end of the day, um, it's like and you're just gonna fuck around in camp like then you might as well bring the chair like for sure but if see the the thing that doesn't like the people who do that and carry camp chairs like i understand that the thing that i don't understand and i know you're not the person to be uh i don't know getting this out to because you don't carry the chair uh the shill brothers would probably be the best people to get this out to but it's like the people who do hike like big days and big miles and still carry the chair that's what i don't understand maybe i'm just jealous but i just it's like i i feel like i usually just hike all day get to camp and you know not just immediately go to bed but you know usually by the time dinner's done and everything it's like just go to bed (laughs) i guess basically like i don't know is that kind of similar to to your style of hiking jacob yeah yeah like i'll get into camp and like I'll I'll try to make dinner like as fast as I can, get that in, and then I then I can get in my sleeping bag and chill. Like I cold soak sometimes in the summer, and like not Ooh. for the weight savings, just so that when I get to camp, I can eat as fast as I can and then chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 if you're chilling, then why why not have the chair? I'm gonna play a little dev- devil's advocate here. Because I'd rather just be laying down. I think so. I you know. just like lay like in your tent or like. You know what do you? Yeah, what do you like do? or a hammock, depending on what I'm like, what I'm bringing. Like, oh, that is. Tarp. If you have a, if you have a hammock, and this is something I didn't even mention in that video, which I probably, I guess I, I could have, but if you have a hammock, that changes a lot of things because you can use depending on your hammock setup. But for most hammocks, I would safely say you can use the hammock as a chair too. You know, like you can just yeah, sit. Absolutely. Like I, I, I actually did that quite a bit on the AT. So maybe that's another reason why I never considered a, a chair um not always but sometimes i would do that it's like you can especially if you're solo backpacking because if you're hiking with a group and you're like all cooking together or chilling together or whatever it might not work out that you can set your hammock up right where like the common area is but if you're by yourself like you can definitely do that with a hammock you can just sit in the hammock and like it's more comfortable than any camp chair even though i haven't tried one i can guarantee you that um and it's like you don't gotta carry it, but with a tent, you're kind of shit out of luck, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't usually. Um, I usually tarp camp. Like I haven't camped in a tent in a while, so like I feel like it'd be different if I was just hanging out, like in um, like when it's not raining and you're just like in your tent and it's all like almost like claustrophobic. But like with a tarp, you kind of like angle it so you're still like looking out and seeing stuff and like in the nature. Mm-hmm. That's like another thing like why i just like chilling and laying down and stuff because i can still look out at everything in my tarp interesting well uh let's get into this list um fucking (laughs) 11 minutes later or whatever um so like i said at the top of the episode this is a these are lists of items that we would rather carry than a camp chair so i think we'll just go back and forth um like I said, I'm looking at my list right now, and I feel like some of these don't make sense, but I'm going to try to justify them somehow. Uh, very loose criteria here. thought about this for literally 30 seconds. Um, but I'm going to make Jacob go first. So, Jacob, what is the first item that you would rather carry than a camp chair, and why? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you the easiest one. Okay. Um, I think the f- first thing I would bring um, instead would be just like an extra 
Well, uh, so this will this would come up. So I just looked it up. The Helinox chair that everyone uses is one point one pounds. So you could bring um, a pillow, like an inflatable pillow, and an extra like down throw, like the Costco like down blanket, mm-hmm. and you could make sure you would not get cold and you're comfortable sleeping. Which I think your comfort sleeping is way more important than your comfort for an hour or two like around the fire. So that's my first choice. You know. I can already tell you put way more thought and logic into this list than I did. Um, I, I I interpreted this as just like items that I like better than camp chairs, even though I still probably wouldn't carry these items. <laughs> so like if I if someone had a gun to my head and was like, you have to take an item you don't want. These are like the items that I would take before I chose a camp chair, I guess. Um, but that actually makes sense because for the same or similar amount of weight you're actually like adding something you know that could be useful obviously depending on the weather to your pack um i like that that's good see yeah this this just doesn't make sense all right so i'm gonna get i'll go into mine then with that preface there (laughs) so if someone had a gun to my head and said kyle you have to carry an item you don't want to carry this is the first item i would choose before i chose a camp chair um a cat can stove. Have you ever used one of those things before? And I know the weight's like, not comparable. That's why I'm kind of feeling like an idiot for, <laughs> for putting that on the list. But have you ever used like one the, of those before? Like the alcohol stove, right? Yeah, an alcohol stove. Yeah. Yeah, I've dabbled. <laughs> See, that's what I did too. I I like dabbled with those many years ago when I was first getting into backpacking. Not Not just to save the weight. Honestly, mostly because I was like living with my parents still and didn't in like high school without a job. So I didn't really have money to spend. So I mm-hmm. thought a cat can stove would be wicked cheap. And it was wicked cheap, but I wasn't really <laughs> I kinda didn't like it, honestly. Um in They're hindsight, finicky. maybe maybe I would rather nah, nah, I can't go back on my word now. Um yeah, they they're they're not great. I know some people out there, like there's some UL hikers that have them dialed in. And in a perfect world, I would be using one too, trust me, like I wish I could, but uh I don't know. They're just like I don't like how you can't control the fuel once you like dump it and light it on fire, basically, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I know like out west there's issues with that where oh, yeah, you really don't want to be using that style with yeah. the forest fires and all that. They're also just like kind of dangerous. Like I feel like every time I'm at a shelter on any any shelter on like the AT or something that has a picnic table, you can see like a burn ring from something. And I, I always just assumed those are from the cat can or the alcohol stoves. I don't know if, I don't know if they're actually from that, but that was always my assumption. Um, I was never a fan of those, but I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that uses them and has like perfected it. I, I think another thing too is, so you said you like cold soaked a little bit. When you do bring a stove, are you like, cooking with it or usually just heating up the water and kind of like dumping the water into a pouch or something and and reheating your food that way yeah i pretty much at this point um unless i'm like going with friends and it's just like we're doing like four miles or something i'll usually just do that style where you boil the water and then add it to your beans or whatever and uh rehydrate it like that um i don't like cook cook yeah usually I feel like you're the prime candidate for an alcohol stove then because the other the other issue I found with the alcohol stove was I like to I mean when I say cook I'm not like fucking you know I'm not like whipping up like a five course meal or whatever but like I actually like cook the rice a little bit in my pot um and that's kind of hard to do when you can't control the temperature and you can't like bring it down to like a simmer or whatever um I feel like alcohol stoves would be good for people 
or, or better for people, I'll say, who just like need to boil the water. And once the water's boiled, like that's all they have to do and they can just dump it into a pouch. I feel like that, I don't know, it could, it could work for that. I'm kind of surprised if you're like, so you well that you're against the, the uh, camp chair as much as I am. I'm kind of surprised you, you don't fuck with the alcohol stoves as much. Well, I used one. Um, there's a guy on the AT who, who left them like a bunch of them with like these little, like folded up pieces of paper with like his rating and like test results of each one <laughs> Wait, in what? like the Harper's Ferry. Yeah. In the Harper's Ferry hiker box, like at the ATC, there was like 10 of them and they're all like different kinds of beer. And like, he had like personal notes on each one. So like I picked one up <laughs> and used it to like, I don't remember how long, but I, I smashed it. It was in the outside of my pocket and I like smashed it against a rock. And that's why I stopped using it. Oh shit. Like, I, I like, I would have like just a little bit of alcohol and like the stove. And like sometimes if it was like rainy and I wanted a hot dinner, I would use that. Or if I like forgot to do my soak. So I, I, I play with it for like a couple hundred miles, but I never like, I've tried to make them on my own and like, I can't do it. Like he did. I got to figure out what that guy's name. He had like a YouTube channel and everything. And it was kind of <laughs> cool. Like little trail magic. They are kind of fun to make. Like I made a few back in the day. Um, I made like the cat can one, obviously, because that's wicked easy. All you need is the right size can, and then like a a a, a punch, like a, a, a paper. What is the fucking, you know, like a, a like, hole punch? Hole punch. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't fucking think of the name of that. <laughs> Haven't used one of those in a long time. I guess I'll say that. But um, yeah, that's like all you need. And then I tried to make I tried to make a a soda can or whatever can, um, one as well. I can't remember how it worked. I feel like I never, I definitely never brought it backpacking with me, but I feel like getting the two pieces like, like connected was kind of like the hard part. Cause like they're the same, the same size, but one of them has to go over the other. So like I was just ended up like crushing the fucking thing, but, um, they were fun to mess with. I think my parents thought I was going to burn the house down, but I yeah. didn't somehow. Um, anyways, so what's, uh, what's the next thing on your list? The next thing that you would rather take than a camp chair okay so i was i was leaving this one for you as a softball but i'm taking it on my second pick okay let's um, do it beer obviously just like hey. you can get two two 12 ounce beers and have a nice beer in camp and that will relax you just fine you don't need a camp that's chair. so true that will relax you probably more than the camp chair and i know if someone's gonna be like oh why can't you carry both and to that i would say shut up because that's not what this what this is about um but even though I don't even know <laughs> what this is about, I actually had the same thing. I except I wrote, I wrote a six pack. I don't know. I feel like a six okay. pack is probably a decent amount heavier than a camp chair. Maybe like I don't even know honestly. How much would a six pack be? Like was that twelve times six? Let me let me Google it. How yeah. much does a six pack weigh? All right, answers dot com says. <laughs> All right, ready for the top answer? <laughs> It's lots. <laughs> that's lots. what we. That's what we got here. I wish I had this on the screen. Um, somebody said, "How much does a twelve pack of beer weigh?" And, and someone wrote, "The average twelve pack weighs eighteen to twenty one pounds." Is that? Is that right? Uh-huh. Then somebody said, "A six that pack. A six pack would weigh four point five pounds. So that's significantly that heavier than a camp chair, or at least some of the lightweight camp chairs, anyways." Um, so I, I think I like yours better of just like, you know, 
a, a couple beers rather than an entire six pack. But yeah, get some nice IPAs, you mm-hmm. know, something with a high content. Or nice like double IPA. Lord yep. knows people around here like to drink those and or or just like some some whiskey or something, you know. Yeah. Wine if you like that. Wine, a bag of wine. <laughs> yeah. No. Um that is a good one though. Uh my next one again <laughs> I I didn't and I wrote an extra pair of socks, which again is not not equal in weight, clearly. But um, I if I had to choose between carrying a camp chair or carrying an extra pair of socks, I would choose the extra pair of socks. I think. What do you think, dude? I feel that's so hard. That's like because that's one of the things. Like when you're when you're like trying to be all ultralight and dial in your pack, you're like, all right, I gotta leave these socks behind, and you're wearing like the same grimy socks every day. <laughs> it's gonna be so much nicer just have like one or two extra pairs. Um, so I feel that for sure. What, um, or, or how many pairs of socks do you usually carry? Um, I was doing like on my through hike, I had two pairs of nylon, like dress socks that I would just kind of like buy new ones at Walmart as they wore out. They didn't last that long, but I don't know, like with my feet, those ones kind of gave me the least blisters and they're cheap. And then I would have like a, like a nice fluffy pair of like Dickies work, mm-hmm. cold weather work socks for like being cozy so i would rock three see that's that's still one more but i would i would i would just like just like take two darn tough so you know i don't know i don't know i've seen people some people do the ankle socks and stuff and i do that we're really getting into the weeds now but i would do like the the normal size socks and i was thinking the other day i was like i could i could probably save like not even an, an ounce probably like grams if i if I just went with the ankle socks instead of the normal length socks, but I don't know if I, if I had I to know, choose something about, go, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say something about having your uh, ankle covered up, like just a little bit. It yeah. makes me feel safer. <laughs> I know me too. I don't know. Maybe it's like a West coast thing. Maybe more people out there carry ankle sock or wear ankle socks. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I don't fucking know. Uh, but anyways, um, I would much rather take an extra pair of socks than a camp chair. Um, what's next? What's next on your list? Okay, so if if we're going with the scenario, like let's say I'm taking some new some new friends hiking, they've never been, you know, I you know we'll go like four miles or something, and we're and we're spending a lot of time in camp. I would I would rather bring like a hatchet or a saw that weighs a pound than a camp chair so i could like Ooh. make a cool fire and stuff i like that i like switching up the scenario a little bit because i kind of did all mine just just with like normal like through hiking backpacking in mind but that's see i don't know i don't know if i if i was just gonna be chilling i could see myself maybe going with the chair over the hatchet but I'm also never the person to volunteer to get the firewood, like ever. Like I, I assure you, if, if if I ever hike with you, I will not be the one that wants to get the firewood. Um, happy to, to, <laughs> happy to suggest a fire, but not happy to get the firewood. Uh, so maybe I would rather choose the chair. But 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 it is true. If like you're just if you're gonna be chilling, and you're gonna have like a pound of extra weight, certainly somebody in the group having. Like a hatchet or something like that would definitely be helpful. So, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, my next one, and this is going back to the items that I wouldn't want to carry, but would just choose over the camp chair if I had to. A bear canister. And this one actually yeah. makes a little bit of sense because 
you can sit on the bear canister, but it also serves the purpose of protecting your food. Um, and this is assuming we're hiking in a place that's hiking in a place that's not a where it's not required to have a bear canister. Obviously, um, I would voluntarily take a bear canister probably over the camp chair because it's a chair and it protects your food. What do you think about that? Again, I hundred percent agree because the value of um, just throwing everything in the can and then not really like you don't have to bear gotta, hang either. You don't have to bear hang. You don't have to look for trees and then like. While it's getting dark, like if you can just throw your stuff in there and like not worry about it, like that peace of mind definitely um, weighs heavier than the, or I uh, would be more favorable to me than the camp chair. Yeah, but it d- I feel like a bear canister probably would most of the time weigh weigh more than a camp chair. But yeah, I think they're like three, three and a half pounds. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even have one. I don't. Yeah, use I don't either. Them. I don't fucking use them either. But I might have to. I might have to on a hike this summer. We'll see. A couple of hikes this summer. Um, they're required in the high peaks in the Adirondacks, yeah. which kind of sucks. Um, yep. all right. I, uh, I have one more on my list. What's, uh, what's, do you have any more? Um, I think my last one would be a similar scenario to what I said last time where you're, you're taking like new people out and you're like just chilling. having fun, chilling. Yeah. Um, do you like a Nerf football? Like, I, I don't know. Or like okay. A frisbee. Okay. I like it. I don't know. I that'd be more fun, and like especially if you're not like tired from the day, like I'd, you know, it'd be fun to mess around. I don't know, or like any kind of like entertainment type a wiffle, thing. A wiffle ball, bat. Yeah, ball, that's a great which idea. Which I feel like it's pretty hard to play <laughs> play wiffle ball in the woods, but I'm sure it's been done before. Um, yeah, that's I like that. I like that honestly. Just like something to toss around or whatever. Um, you could do like a. I'm trying to think if you had like some kind of like round ball, again, really getting into the weeds here, you could like also use it as a like massage ball, right? Which some people, this is so, this is so stupid, honestly, with some people, or or it's not stupid that some people carry them. My idea of you, of trying to come up with a multi-purpose item that's already not even a backpacking item is stupid. That's what I meant there. But, uh, some people carry the massage ball, um. I did a my last video. I did like a pack shakedown shakedown for this uh, this uh, girl who's going out to try to do the AT this year, and she had a massage ball like a I forget even what it what it is um, or what the the brand is, but she had one of those in her list, and I told her to cut it out. But some people like that. I know Darwin on the trail. I'm pretty sure he has one in his pack. Yes. So when I was hiking the AT, I got real bad. Um plantar fasciitis at the beginning and so i needed a massage ball every like it started out with a tennis ball um that i found at a shelter and then i I saw like a really good like a hard plastic with like these bumps on it um like ball at cvs and like when i was like if you have plantar fasciitis it's um like rolling it out every night is definitely like a, a big uh a big help so like if you do have plantar fasciitis i feel like it's still ultralight to carry a a rolly ball but i mean if you kind of need it yeah yeah um but do you, you carry one too. do you carry one like post at um or is it only like really when your feet are acting up no i don't carry one now i haven't i haven't really been bothered by the plantar fasciitis i think it like what happened was when i started the trail i had like i lied, i was so much heavier and like i had lost so much weight on the trail mm-hmm. that at the beginning um i was just straining myself too much and like it just got kind of out of control um but like with stretches and like with stretching and the ball it was good 
and then it kind of went away and um it's kind of funny it went away in new hampshire because of how steep all the climbs were it was just like stretching the arch out like this is my theory i don't i don't really know <laughs> medically if this is accurate but just like walk like hiking basically on your toes and like going straight up and like that whole like calf stretch and then that stretches out the arch of your foot like you know after a day or two in the whites like my feet were like totally fine for the rest of the trail so that was kind of oh, interesting shit. nice yeah it was weird <laughs> interesting yeah i'm not just trying to shit on like the the massage ball everybody but maybe but i'll need one when i get need, older <laughs> like if you don't need to roll your foot out and you can do like if you have like a water bottle and stuff you can roll out oh or, like, true that's a good idea although like maybe a, with the plastic bottles it might be kind of hard like, yeah i'm trying to think a smart water bottle filled with maybe. water you could probably do it with that yeah, or like Gatorade too, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. a Gatorade, I'm sure you could. You might risk like pu- like puncturing your bottle, which would be True. a real bummer because that thing's gonna be useless basically. But uh, or or like a maybe a trekking pole would be too small or too thin. I don't know. But even if you take like the um, if you just take like the the handle of the trekking pole and uh, just kind of like rub your foot into the um, like do the rolling motion, like you keep the pole stationary and then mm-hmm. just kind of work yeah. your foot into it that works too i was doing that um okay nice but it's a little easier with the ball <laughs> yeah i'm sure it is no doubt uh my last one here and i actually think this one's a pretty good one because this would probably be a roughly equal weight maybe depend depending maybe maybe it's a little bit less but i would rather take like a nice like still ultralight but you know internal frame pack you know not like Mm -hmm. a not like a 70 liter like fucking huge brain like kind of internal frame pack but like a maybe like a hyperlight mountain gear kind of internal frame pack where it's like got the frame um but anyways internal frame pack yeah i think that would be i think that would be you know roughly maybe equal in weight you know roughly an extra pound maybe depending on the pack maybe not honestly but um it's like I would I would rather use that extra weight to make my backpack carry a little bit better, maybe. Although not, th- I really haven't had any problems with a with a frameless pack. But I don't know. Maybe if I went back, I would <laughs> I would like it better. I don't know. Probably not. But it might be more comfortable at least. So that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at here. So yeah, that's my that's my last one. What do you think about internal frame pack instead of a camp chair? Um, that one I don't know about. I don't. Oh, I don't really use frameless. Like I haven't used a frameless pack in a while or a framed pack in a while. And I really, I like the freedom of having your hips free when you're hiking. Like when I have a, the waist belt cinched down, I feel like that I don't feel Wait, as like. Wait, so you don't even use a hip belt on your pack? Um, not usually. Like if it's sometimes like during the day, sometimes I'll like put a, I'll have like just like a webbing hip belt, um, like one inch webbing with a mm-hmm. buckle. Um, but you're not putting like, a lot of weight on it. No, and like like during the day, sometimes you want to kind of adjust how things are carrying. So I'll put the hip belt on for like a half hour, an hour, or like if I'm carrying beer out of town or something, <laughs> then I'll I'll hip belt up. But I don't. I really like like the freedom of having your hips free. I don't know. Interesting. Okay, so I've like really never hiked without a hip belt. Um, but I don't know. I've at times I've like loosened my hip belt and put a lot of my weight on my shoulders and I never I never liked it at all. Like I, I kinda hated it. Mm-hmm. So when I see people that have like no hip belt, I'm like, how do they fucking do that? Was it like a transition into that or have you always just like found that that kind of works for you? 
Um, like I would, I would like hike like back in like my heavier days and I'd like find myself like a lot of times just like loosening the hip out a lot, like you're saying, and like wanting it on my, on my shoulders. And then like, I think when I, like when I started the AT and like some of the heavier carries, it was definitely like hard on my shoulders, but I kind of just like pushed through it. Cause I was thinking about like the, I guess, biomechanical benefits of not having your hip constricted. And I like I have a kind of like a bigger neck and shoulders from wrestling. So I think I have a little more like meat up top there where the shoulder straps are. So I think that helps too. Um but what I don't know, your, I would definitely what think about, your about back? it. Back, like does it does it like I feel like it it wouldn't be good for your back, but I mean I don't fucking know. Um, it, it was just never comfortable for me, so I yeah. don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to hear people talk about that stuff. Yeah, I think, well, obviously, it's, I mean, hike your own hike, but, um, yeah, uh, everyone says that, but like, you know, I, for me, it works out. And like, I, I'll tell people, and I got to watch because I'll try to get my friends to like do the same things I do. And I'm like, well, this isn't what normal people do. So I should maybe <laughs> show them the normal way first and let them, uh, grow into the ultralight thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's still like, this, it's, there's still enough people going no hip belt out there for it to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's normal, but it's not like, uncommon at this point either um yeah there's definitely a decent amount of hikers i feel like i don't know i just like hashtag free the hip what's your what's your like base weight looking like say for like you know three season not completely freezing but not like you know Um, yeah three season base weight roughly like uh like on the northfield placid trail my base weight was like eight and a half pounds Okay, so you got a you got a couple pounds less than me, so that maybe that would help, I guess, because like I could see eight. Yeah, pounds you definitely want to have a lighter a lighter. Oh yeah, for sure. For Obviously, sure. we're not we're not talking about like you got you know forty pounds and you're packing your coat without a hip belt. That's a that's a recipe for disaster. So maybe if I shave like a few more pounds off my pack, then it would become more viable. I guess I don't know. What's interesting is I like I was talking to my buddy about it. Um, he was in the army. And and this isn't true for all like milits because I have other friends in the military that are like definitely like the frame and the hip belt, but like in his company or whatever unit that would do the marches, the rucks and stuff, and that's like that's like a forty pound base weight plus your rifle and ammo. And he said that they didn't wear their hip belts on their packs and they just put it all on their shoulders and like you just toughened up your shoulders and it Damn, was easier for them to I carry. I feel like it, so. it's gonna be so bad for your yeah. like, back and stuff. Like I feel like I have pretty bad posture. It's probably mostly from sitting on my ass all day working and stuff. But I feel like part of it too is just from having the the weight. Because I and here's something I should say too. I put a lot of weight on my hip belt. Like most of the weight is on my hips usually when I'm hiking. I feel like. It, even even when my pack's light and stuff. I don't know. That's just the way I've always done it. That's what seems to be more comfortable for me. And I feel like, I just feel like after doing so many miles with like weight on my back, like it just, I feel like that's made my posture worse. It probably hasn't, honestly, but I just feel like that. So I don't know. I just feel like having all the weight on the shoulders would just like fuck my back up. But apparently it doesn't. Apparently it works for some people. I think that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like it, but... um. Hike your own hike, as I said. <laughs> exactly. Let's uh let's talk about the the mileage thing. So when Jacob and I and, and I should it's more it was more just Jacob coming up with ideas for this episode, which I really appreciate, by the way. Um no one of the ideas that he had, and honestly, this is a good idea to talk about, something that I think about a lot too. 
I'm just going to read what your message or part of your message because uh, I'll butcher it if I try to explain it. So <clears throat> Jacob wrote, um, another idea I have is it could be interesting to talk about how you set your mileage goals for a trip. Like where is the line between working hard but still having a great time versus being exhausted and just grinding out the miles because so you can feel the reward at the end. And I thought that was really interesting because that's something I've kind of thought about a lot too. I'm sure there's like a lot of people listening that have as well. Um, and, and obviously it depends on the context of your hike, but it's like, I feel like the, when, when people who don't understand like through hiking and like long distance backpacking and, and, and maybe the like endurance aspects of it, you know, how that kind of comes into play sometimes they would think like, why would you just go like as hard as you can and like make yourself miserable? Like what's the, what's the point in that? Like you're on a hike, like you're supposed to enjoy the nature or whatever. Um, but then obviously there's like the ultra running side of it. I feel like those folks might be more just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but might be more about just like the reward aspect. And I feel like that kind of leaves, a lot of hikers like myself at least and it sounds like you too somewhere in the middle of like trying to find a balance between those two things um i'm rambling here but when i'm planning a trip i feel like a, a longer trip like a like a short through hike maybe it's like i i don't picture it in my head as just like purely grind out endurance and finish the hike um but i also don't picture it as just like a camping trip where i'm just gonna fuck around the whole time um, and it's like, where is that line? I don't know. I thought that was a cool, a cool idea. Like, what are, what are your, what is the line there? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, like I've been pondering this a lot cause it's like the, the people I hike with, it's like a mix. Some of the people from home, it's more of those fun trips I was talking about where you're going to want to have a nice fire and maybe cook on the fire and do that kind of stuff. Um, and then I have other friends, like the ones I did the, the Baytona trail and like, some of our long pushes like where we're hiking for 20 hours trying to get like 50 miles done in a day that's nuts and uh like i don't know it's 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 nuts because like when i think about like the, these people setting fkts and it, it takes so much effort to do 50 miles in a day and then they they are doing like 40 50 miles like every day like on these trails that have like high elevation change all that um and like, I don't, I don't want to get like sucked into just being like, oh, let's go out and like hurt ourselves and like kind of treating nature like a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like on the, on that hike in New Jersey, I, my knee was like tweaked and like, I couldn't like hike on rough terrain for like a month or two. Like it was, it was like definitely detrimental to like my fitness and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's like, I don't know. I'm always like, like when I go camping, I always want to get people moving in the morning and like, let's get, let's get on the trail, get some miles in. And, you know, I, I like to be moving all day and feel like I accomplished something. The line for me is like around 20 miles a day. That's how we were doing it. Like on the Northville Placid Trail, we averaged like 20, 21 miles or something like that a day. And I feel like that was a really good balance. And I think me and um, Hershey have like, um a good chemistry with that because he um he wrestled in college he's tough you know he's athletic he can he can push himself um but you know we still have fun in camp we, you know if it's a really cool spot to stop for lunch like we're gonna do it we're gonna enjoy the view and mm-hmm. stuff like that so i don't even i don't even know if i have like a definitive answer on that it's just something i think about a lot is you know where those lines are and it's like it's really easy to compare yourself 
to like other hikers and like on the AT and like just on social media and they're ripping like 30 mile days with ease and like I don't know, it takes a lot for me to do 30 miles in a day and like that's not really sustainable. Um, but you still want to, like, I still want to feel tough and like, I'm, you know, this, you know, tough hiker guy and I, I can compete, not compete, but like I can hang with these guys and it's like, well, they have longer legs or whatever than you. And it's not, it's not like, it's not really good to compare yourself mm-hmm. to other hikers. No. As long as you know, you're pushing yourself. That's kind of what matters. And that's super cliche, but. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And honestly, I think my line is in a very similar place. So maybe we should go hiking together sometime. Yeah, um, but like twenty miles, I feel like that's a good. I don't know that that is that is a good line uh, for me, because I feel like if I do if I do if I try to do more than twenty, usually those are like by the end of the day, I'm like not feeling too hot, you know, like I'm fine, but I'm just like not probably not having that much fun. Um, but I I don't really like the idea of just like sitting around and just hiking really slow and doing like a few miles and fucking around a, a, like a bunch either. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, yeah, 15 to 20 miles roughly is kind of my line too. But it also depends on A, the terrain and B, the context of your hike too. Because I'm sure you'll agree with this or I'm assuming you'll agree with this. I think I think a lot of people will honestly um, – if you're like in the middle of a through hike, then like your your attitude and like the context is just so different that I feel like bigger miles just make more sense and they're more like appealing versus I feel like when you first get out there maybe just on like a two or three day hike, like you're you're just in a you're just in a different mindset, right? Like you're just you're more like trying to soak it in. You've probably been thinking about it for a while and so you might be apt to like kind of smell the roses a little bit more. Does that make sense? No, for sure. It's like, I don't know. It takes like a couple days too to like get into, like even if you're in good shape and trail running and stuff or, you know, training, like it still takes a couple days to like really get in that flow where your body's feeling like decent in the morning and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you've also, you also have a little bit of a different perspective because I've never done more than like a 30 mile day. You know, that's, that's about the most I've ever done in a day. And so... I've never like 50 fucking miles. I mean, we talked about that last time, but that still is just crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, what's so- crazy is is like, so Stringbean, who set the uh, FKT for the Appalachian Trail, he averaged like 48 miles a day for the entire Appalachian Trail. I know, Trail. it's nuts, dude. It's like, fucking that is, nuts. Who was, who, I forget what the name of the guy you had on um, who did like the New Hampshire di- diuretesima. Uh... Uh, Will Will Peterson? Yeah, even like hit like hit the miles he puts down. I'm like, and in the whites, like, oh my gosh, I can never like. Yeah, I was just like so impressed with that. Like, I I don't think I'll ever, you know, be at that level. Yeah, but I don't, I don't either. Do you have any desire to like? I'm not saying like you have to say like you would be able to do one, but do you have any desire to even attempt any sort of FKT? Um. Like any desire at all, because this is something Flossie and I have talked about a little bit as we just barely start getting into trail running. And like he, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on Flossie here, but he like he he talks about like some of these like FKTs sometimes, and like oh it'd be so cool to like set one of those. Not like seriously like trying to or like planning to do one, but every time he says that, I'm like I don't know, like I don't know if that would be fun. Honestly, I'm like I'm genuinely not sure if that was 
that is something I'm really interested in. So yeah, I, I asked you a question that I kept going there, but yeah, are, do you have any interest in that or are you just like, nah, fuck that? No, I don't think, um, I just don't think I'm fast enough to hike, to do an FKT and like still sleep and like do all the things to take care of yourself. Um, I, I enjoy like the challenges me and my buddies do where it's like, you know, 50 mile trail in a day, I think. And like, I don't know, I have to, I got a lot of work to do for this, but I definitely someday I do want to run like an ultra marathon. Like I don't like a hundred mile race or something. I don't know. I wouldn't be going that fast, but I think that is like a challenge that like I really, and like, you got to train for years to build up to that. Yeah. Um, so it's like a long-term goal. Um, but I think something like that and just like kind of the headspace you would get into that would be kind of cool, but you're not carrying weight, um, when you're running like that Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. And like I said, I wouldn't be doing it for any speed records, but like, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see if I could do that. And I'll I'll keep, we'll definitely keep trying. Like, um, May 1st weekend, we're doing the four by four by 48 challenge. The what? (laughs) It's, um, it's by David Goggins. He came up with it and it's, um, no way. It's like four, you do four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So like, you gotta like, do your do like your circuit come back and you can like sleep and wait for the next one but you can't ever get like a full like night's sleep um so like he he had posted that um like in march i think was the official challenge on instagram we were trying to do it and then i accidentally booked tickets to oregon to go skiing and i missed it so <laughs> the the crew has bumped it back so i can i'll, join I'll be honest skiing in oregon sounds way more fun than doing that fucking challenge <laughs> it was it was a great time <laughs> <laughs> damn that's so. crazy so what are you gonna like where are you gonna do the miles then are you gonna do them on trail or just like on on like like in your fucking like neighborhood <laughs> like where where are you gonna do the miles at first we were gonna do it um Told my friends live in like Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, like a little town. There's like a, a bike path you could do it on that's like near them. That's like next to a river, which is kind of cool. But instead, I, I thought of the idea. Um, my dad has like some like a hunting property up um, like north of north of like the Lehigh Gap kind of, if you know the AT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a one like with the it's like a gravel driveway and then like a real like back backcountry road. There's like a perfect one mile loop right near there so we're gonna like set up a base camp at my dad's property and then we're just gonna do that loop four times every four hours um so (laughs) should be interesting i'll definitely be posting on instagram about it are you gonna be running it or hiking it or walking um i don't know my friends i'm doing with will probably be running more than me um just because i'm getting back into running shape but like i know i can hike four miles in four hours like i can i can do that and like sleep a little like i know so I'll probably like start off running and jogging. Like I j- I jog slower than everybody. Like it's even in like wrestling and when I was in like college and stuff, I was like the slowest runner for some reason. <laughs> um, so like I I won't even try to keep up with them on that. But I think if I just stick to my own pace, um, I definitely think it's pretty easy. And I I don't know. I'll probably start out running and then we'll see how it goes. Interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm excited to see that on your uh, on your Instagram story. I've never heard of that. See, at first when you said the challenge, and then you said David David Goggins came up with it, I thought you meant like it was a like a hiking challenge that David Goggins came up with. I was like, that's awesome. I didn't know David Goggins likes to hike. I don't even really know anything about David Goggins. Go- Goggins. Go- yeah, did I say that right. David. Gog- yeah, David Goggins. <laughs> I don't even know. Goggins. But, um, but yeah. 
That's still that's still crazy though. I, I don't even feel like trying to do the math. How many miles is that total within the forty eight hours? It ends up being um, forty eight miles. So, so it's like so it's, it's not even it's that a, bad. Like we, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like if you think about it in terms of a hiking day, it's like it's doable. It's definitely doable yeah. for for someone with like your level of experience. Obviously, it's the yeah, it's the four hour intervals that'll that are like the mental challenge. Yeah, because like can't you can't just sleep. You just can't sleep. Like I don't know if I could do that. Honestly, I need I need sleep to function. And I, gr- I guess you're just like kind of slogging your way around the loop. So it's not like you're, I don't know. What, what's your, this has really kind of made me curious now. What's your strategy as far as knocking the four miles out? Like, are you going to, are you each time, are you going to just do the four laps and, and get the four miles done and then take the rest of the time to rest? Or are you going to just do like one, one lap and rest for a little bit, do the next, as long as you get it done in the four hours, if that makes sense? I'll probably try to keep, I'll probably try to do them all like all four miles at once each time, like depending on how I'm feeling. And I, I'm even like getting ahead of myself and thinking like if you, at the fir- at the beginning of one four interval, if you do your four miles real quick and then you like, let's say you do that in like an hour and a half and then you can sleep for five hours and then do the next one in an hour and a half. And then, so like I might be able to buy a little extra sleep there, but that's, that's playing with fire too. You don't want to get uh, behind your time. So I don't know. <laughs> We'll you gotta make sure you don't lose track too, because if you're just doing like the same the same loop every single time, and like you've done it for 24 hours straight, at that point, I feel like it'd be pretty easy. And you're not sleeping. That's a like, good point. Be, I feel like it'd be real easy to to lose track, at least if you're me, of like how many miles you've done or whatever. So maybe get like a white. I don't. I don't know why I'm offering advice on this thing. I'm never gonna. No, I'm do, a, but... This is a very new thing, so all <laughs> all tips are appreciated. Like a like a big whiteboard or something where you can just like knock it off each time, so it's easy to keep track of. I don't know. That's what I would have to do at least. That would be awesome. We could put like all our names up there, and then like how, yeah, you just and then like you could post off. on the Instagram too. Like you yeah, could, like show pictures of the whiteboard periodically to show your progress. Ooh, yeah, I'm definitely going. On, I'm looking on Amazon for a whiteboard after this. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited to watch you do that um be fun yeah uh let's talk about your podcast for a little bit here at the end um what's the what's the new podcast Uh, did you mention this on the last episode i can't remember i i think we i talked and said i was like thinking about starting or like i wanted to start one but i like wasn't there yet i had like tried a couple episodes and like didn't like it at all um and like it's been in my like i really love podcasts like i listen to them all the time um so like i've thought like as my avenue to like get into media um, like I, I don't have the patience to like video edit and stuff and like, I mean, I, I'm sure I could if I really stuck to it, but I, just, I don't even want to go down that road. Um, <laughs> not yet. That's what I said when I first started too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Word. Um, but I was like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like, I feel like I can appreciate a lot of, um, I don't know, just, I, I like the art of the art of communication. I used to mm-hmm. listen to like a lot of talk shows and stuff when I was little, like ESPN radio. So I was like, yeah, I want to, I think that'd be a good way to, you know, connect people with the company and stuff. So me and um, David, who's the other co-founder, um, my buddy from college. Um, so like we only have four episodes out, um, but like the general idea is just to like provide um, updates on the company, kind of like let people get a, a look into like what goes into a startup or like what, um, you know, what we're doing, the steps we're taking and uh, kind of connect people with that. And then just I don't know, random outdoors adventure tips. I don't, I, I don't want to make it all about hiking because I feel like there's um, lots of great hiking podcasts already. I kind of want to make it its own. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll find my niche as, mm-hmm. as we go on, but I don't know. I really enjoy it. Like, uh, recording. We have four episodes on Spotify so far, but I feel like podcasts don't even get good till like episode like 20 or 30. So, um, yeah, depends on your yeah. guest, honestly. <laughs> True. Uh, we don't have any guests yet, but I definitely want to like, once we establish it, I definitely want to start bringing people in and just like interviewing them like different, like, like climbers or mountain bikers or, you know, skiers and stuff. People who do, you know, enjoy the outdoors in like a different way than us and just kind of, you know, relate those two. And I don't know, could be, could be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's really exciting. Honestly. Um, it's kind of funny you say like your first episodes suck cause everybody knows I say that a lot. Uh, but I feel like it would be, I feel like I had the advantage of just having guests on right from the start and, that just automatically makes it suck like 50% less at least I feel like because if it was just me talking oh uh, who who else is who else is like on your show then you said we yeah so it's me and um uh, my buddy David who we own the company together like um I have the majority but he what's the um, what's the company partner. again just to remind everybody yeah uh, rigging it gear um so we're like an outdoor gear company that we're, we're trying to um launch like a line of First, we're doing a line of like modular fanny packs, and then I want to get into modular like backpacks. I have a whole system I've been designing and testing and working on for like the last year or so. Um, so we're like getting ready to bring that to market. Um, and I feel like I it was funny, like I, I sent in the last like piece of our what we want to pres- like have for our uh, modular like Kickstarter or a modular fanny pack Kickstarter, like the different systems. So I mailed the last of the like design pieces to the factory in Colorado and they're going to do like a run of prototypes um, for us. And that's what we'll film for the Kickstarter, um, film with for the Kickstarter. And then they will probably do the manufacturing for the Kickstarter, but we'll see. They're kind of a little slower than they said they'd be. Um, But uh, yeah, so I forget where I was going with that, Um, but you're just explaining what the company was. Yeah. So yeah, we're um, yeah. So basically, it's this modular system um to kind of like see, I don't know for people to like hop between hiking and climbing, skiing, they, like going to the gym and stuff. It's not going to be like the best backpack for any of those systems, but if you want like one pack to do it all, that's kind of the idea. Um. So like once I, oh no, I remember where I was at. Um. So once I sent in that last design piece that I'd like, there was like the the chest mount for the fanny pack so you can like wear it on your chest for like i don't know i was using it for skiing it was kind of handy um but as soon as i sent that in i was like i don't have any sewing left to do for this kickstarter like i'm all the designs are in now i gotta work on my media and like i've been trying to do my kickstarter or on my instagram and get that going mm-hmm. um more popular but i was like all right what's like what's the next step now now that that is that like kind of gigantic task is over like uh, the designs are in now and we'll tweak them maybe work with the factory if we want to change anything but um i was like all right now i gotta uh, focus my energy um on like a new task and like you kind of have to do it one thing at a time at least for me because you know I, I do work eight hours a day um so i only have a little bit of time every day to work on this stuff um so i wasn't doing like a lot of different stuff i was kind of like accomplishing one task at a time so now that that's all in, I'm I'm going leaning into the podcast, and once we get the prototypes back, um, we got to start doing like some filming and stuff, and you know get our, build up our Kickstarter, which is supposed to launch May 14th. Um, 
we'll see about that. It's we might push it back to June, but yeah. Awesome, man. Um, where can everybody go to like check out uh, Rigging It and the podcast and all that stuff? Yeah, so um, follow our Instagram. I'll put up basically everything on that. Um, it's Rigging It Gear, um, R-I-G-G-I-N-I-T-G-E-A-R. Um, and then our website is r-i-g.co. And if you go on that, you can... Um, read my Appalachian trail journal. Um, and then we have our Kickstarter preview page. So you can kind of look at our, like our, it's a very rough first draft of what our Kickstarter is going to look at, but like the first prototype pictures and kind of the idea. Um, and you can sign up for our email list there too. So that'd be cool. Um, to, you know, build up, build up our network and all that. Mm -hmm. And then my personal Instagram, which I like cross put, like all my stories, I realized I just post to both rigging it and my Instagram, but I do some different stuff on each. Um, that's at the real J Young. So at the R T H E R E A L J Y O U N G S. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's how you find me. Good stuff. Um, I think that's gonna do it, man. I appreciate you doing a second episode, Jacob. We'll definitely do another one, uh, probably Sweet. pretty soon. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll try to get one more in before the, uh, the Kickstarter launch so we can kind of check up on how all that stuff's going. Cause honestly, you know, I talked about this a lot in the, in the first episode we did, but you know, I've never used the gear. I don't know if it's good or not, but I just, I just think it's cool that, uh, I don't know. I just think it's cool to get the inside perspective on someone who's like really starting from the ground up on a, on a gear company like this. So, um, I think other people are really interested in that stuff as well. So, dude, thank you so much. Um, thank you to everybody listening. Sorry I missed last week. Uh, I'm doing my best here. And that's going to do it. Peace out. Peace out.